York Yankees podcast, talking Yankees with ATM Sports Bank. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Who is ready for week three of this podcast, talking all things Yankees? Once again, my name is Adam Taylor McKelp, and you are listening to week three of the New York Yankees podcast with ATM Sports Bank. So to answer my question before. I was a lot more excited at the end of that Mets series than after last night's loss to Tampa Bay, but not much we can do. Shout out to my pops, Papa George, for pointing out that Tampa Bay is actually a better example of the 2019 Yankees this year than we are. Both ragged with injuries, but Tampa Bay is winning at a better pop, and currently they're leading the division. Anyways, what a wacky week. Yankees went 3-5. and five. We saw three doubleheaders last week. Three! That's unheard of. Lost two to the Braves, and that offense was non-existent. Lost the first two to the Mets. Still no offense. But then the weekend got fun. I loved Saturday's classic 2-1 game. Pitching was on point. Absolutely great bullpen moves. Great timely wild pitches at the end. I guess you can call those timely. And then Sunday was absolutely bananas. Wild wins from that doubleheader against the Mets. Thank you, Metropolitans. And then obviously last night, I didn't expect Cole to implode versus Tampa Bay. So we'll see if Tampa Bay quashes this little momentum that we had from Sunday. But that Sunday versus the Mets was such a boost of momentum and something the squad really needed. All right. Time for some segments, people. Let's get it. All right, get out your checkbooks, Yankees fans. Here's who and what we're writing money checks for from this past week of Yankees baseball. That first check, that is going out to the Yankees at the trade deadline. So to put it simply, the Yankees did nothing at the trade deadline. I was so back and forth on this decision. Should this be a check? Should this be something I'm selling stock on? I was very torn in my little Yankees mind. But at the end of the day, I'm going to say this was a good thing. So let's get out some facts here. Uh, Obviously, the Yankees were looking for starting pitching. That was, you know, every article that you read, the Yankees were going after starting pitching. They wanted to boost this starting rotation. And the real options that were floated out there that there was two there was Mike Clevenger of Cleveland and Lance Lynn with the Texas Rangers I will say Clevenger would have been awesome he's a career 320 3.20 ERA pitcher in five seasons but honestly just hats off to the Padres they were awesome buyers at this trade deadline that's a situation where you just simply got beat with a trade package Uh, the Padres clearly gave up more prospects more players players to be named Whatever Cleveland was looking for. So Clevenger goes to San Diego. They were awesome, like I said, at the deadline. They were absolute buyers. Who would have thought the San Diego Padres are buyers at the deadline? So the other major option was Lance Lynn. And I give that a big eh. Lynn is a career 3.53 ERA pitcher. And honestly, we saw this guy in pinstripes a few years ago. And I really wasn't that impressed. Uh, he was 3-2 and two in nine starts with the Yankees and had a 4.14 ERA. 
and your guy, you guys are asking to give up names like Debbie Garcia, Clint Frazier for this guy? Hell no. Let's get some things straight. The Yankees are going to make the playoffs this year. Obviously, the MLB put this new situation with the shortened season. Two teams from every division are getting in. I don't see the yes, the Yankees are in second place, but they're not gonna they're not gonna fall further than that. Honestly, I still think they can they should win the division. Um, so they're gonna get into the playoffs. And when you look at the season, it's kind of a wash any way you look at it. Maybe that's the Yankee fan in me saying, hey, this is an excuse, but I honestly don't I don't look at it that way. There's no real home field advantage. We're probably going to play a bubble in the playoffs. And you're asking to ship out our awesome, awesome farm system for one okay starting pitcher in Lance Lynn. Like I said, I do not think so. So anyways, also Judge gets, Judge gets hurt again. No Giancarlo. Brett Gardner is definitely showing his age. We obviously need guys like Clint Frazier. Give this dude some more consistent playing time like he's been seeing the last few weeks, and he's going to continue to blossom. So that first check that I'm writing, I'm very happy that the Yankees did basically nothing, actually, actually nothing at the trade deadline. All right, that second check that I'm cashing goes out to the young starting pitcher, Davey Garcia. Davey Garcia, he is 21 years. He was 103 days back on Sunday night versus the Mets, and he became the youngest pitcher to start in the majors this season. He's also the youngest pitcher to start a game for the Yankees since our good old boy Phil Hughes. He started the final game in 2007, and he was 21 years and just 95 days at the time. But anyways, Davey Garcia looked really good. Honestly, he looked like the future of the staff. He looked like a stud out there. He also had a little bit of swagger, and he went and just carved up the Mets lineup. So he threw six innings. He only allowed four hits. He struck out six and didn't walk a batter. That was in 75 pitches over six innings. He had a shutout going until Dominic Smith hit a game-tying single in the sixth. Garcia also became the first pitcher in Yankees history to debut with at least six or more innings and no earned runs and no walks. So that was awesome. He had a little bit of life on his fastball, um, and he also had this kind of tricky curveball that was getting batters out. Uh, just a lot of, you know, a lot of good from this performance. Like I said, this is this is part of the reason I'm glad the Yankees didn't make a move at the deadline. No need to give up on guys like that when we haven't even seen them in pinstripes. We've only seen them in their, you know, their triple-A, double-A, single-A uniforms. Um, I also loved the bond that Davey had Mr. Davey Garcia had with Eric Kratz, our, our new backup catcher. Um, I'm actually really starting to like this old man as kind of a replacement backup catcher to, you know, I definitely miss Austin Romine. Um, but Garcia was just awesome from start to finish. Uh, gave the Yankees a really good chance to win that game, uh, which they ended up winning that game. Uh, but like I said, just awesome performance. Pedro Martinez gave him a shout out. You know, the old Red Sox great. He said uh, on his social media, he said, congrats to 21-year-old Dominican pitcher Davey Garcia on an excellent debut today for the Yankees. He did a great job mixing in his pitches. His body looks stable and fully extended. He said, I was impressed with the way he commanded his pitches today. You are not alone, Pedro Martinez. Goofy guy, uh, Red Sox guy, but all love there now that he's 
no longer playing and no longer carving up the Yankees. But anyways, Garcia was awesome. I also saw that he was quoted as saying he wasn't nervous, and that is huge. That was the headline. Don't be nervous. Keep balling, dude. You get my second check for this week. All right, that third check, that goes out to Sunday versus the Mets. Thank you. Thank you, Metropolitans. Thank you for that combination of two awful losses by on your guys' end, uh, especially the first one. Um, what can I say? Sunday was crazy. So the first game, I'm not feeling it on Sunday. That's Sunday afternoon, first game of the doubleheader. They're down five runs in the seventh, so essentially the you know the last inning of that doubleheader. The Bombers, the Yankees, had a 1 in 500 chance of victory, according to Fangraphs. 1 in 500, and they still did it. So get this. So after a walk, hit by pitch, loads the bases. Luke Voigt checks his swing. They're still down five at this point, and he produces this like slow-churning two-run single to the right side of a shifted infield. Then they score a run on a wild pitch, and in comes Edwin Diaz, who has some has had just phenomenal troubles in the New York Mets uniform. He is greeted by Aaron Hicks, who lines this absolute line drive a home run just over the right field seats, and boom, tie game. Other than that game, King looked awesome. I know he gave up some runs, but honestly, the headline there was that he didn't he didn't give up any hard hit balls. For all of these runs that he gave up, I've I liked what I've seen from this kid. So yeah, here's the breakdown of that final inning: throwing error, two quick outs, walk, hit by pitch, dinky single from Voit, pitching change, wild pitch, another run, and then the Hicks home run. So then we go to the eighth. There's an out, walk, and keep in mind there's a guy in second already to start the eighth. Another out, single by Gia, Gio Urshela, and Mike Talkman with this nifty slide to avoid the tag and the Yankees walk it off. That was an awesome start to the day. I was watching at home and honestly, I don't think I watched until I got a text from again, Papa George, my dad, George, also one of the biggest Yankee fans I know. I hadn't looked until I got that text from him and then boom, they finished this rally in the seventh, tied the game onto the eighth, game over. So then we go to the second half of the doubleheader. And like I said before, Davey Garcia was brilliant. But once again, the offense struggled. So then we go to the eighth, runner on second, two walks in and out, and then they pinch hit for Gary Sanchez. Keep in mind, Gary didn't pitch hint, pinch hit in the 2-1 to one game on Saturday, which the Yankees ended up winning. They let Kratz bat in the ninth of that game, ended up with that wild pitch walk off. But I'm honestly thinking Gary must have been feeling a little bit of a type of way they had the runner uh, they had the potential go-ahead run on, walk-off run on, and, and they left Kratz up there. Anyways, it all worked out. But then Gary comes in, and he makes a historic grand slam with that swing. So he's the first Yankee to belt a pinch hit extra inning grand slam. It was the eighth, but we're going to still call that extra innings with this wacky shortened season. And he absolutely blasted the thing. 453 feet. 453. I know a lot of guys can swing these days, but not many can hit can hit bombs like Gary Sanchez. It was awesome to see that from you, Gary. Keep swinging for the fences. I know it's what you do. You can bat 220 all you want if you keep hitting home runs like that one and hitting them in the clutch. And those are the money checks that I'm writing from this past week of Yankees baseball. 
Right, here's a quote for you guys. They were both Mets fans, and the hopelessness of that passion had created a bond between them. Ha ha. There you go, Mets fans. Anyone, anyways, that one comes from Paul Oster. He's the author of the New York Trilogy books. All right, next up, the stock that I'm selling. These are going to be the bad moments from this last week. The shut your eye moments, the let's forget about these quickly moments. All right, the first stock that I'm selling this week goes out to Aaron Judge being hurt again. Let's start this with a quote from Brian Cashman. Brian Cashman in a news press conference said, he literally said he called this a failed rehab. Can I ask how the hell does that happen? A failed rehab? What does that even mean? He also said that he could be, Cashman also said that he could be out double the time with this re-injury. So that puts him back at best, if he's out double the time, a week before the season is over. So yet another year, the judge is virtually out the entire year with injury. Now, I can't necessarily blame the guy personally, but come on. This is getting, once again, once again, absolutely ridiculous. Literally, this guy cannot stay healthy. He can't stay on the field. His body is just, his body's fragility is seriously hurting his chances of getting a huge extension in pinstripes. And I'm talking two weeks ago about making this guy a, a potential pick for a future Yankees captain. Come on, what was I thinking? Always hurt. Always, always hurt. I want to see Floreal. I want to see Frazier. And like I said earlier, thank God we never traded a guy like Clint Frazier. Last week, Frazier hit 235, but his OPS was 0.905, close to that 1.00 mark, that 1,000 mark. He hit a home run. He had three RBIs. Keep him in the lineup. Judge, you need to get healthy. I don't know what's going on here. Failed rehab. I don't even know what the hell that means, but let's figure it out, and let's figure it out quickly. That second stock that I'm selling from this last week goes to the Yankees' offensive woes. So the Yankees went 3-5 and five this week, and I, I honestly wasn't thrilled. Things looked up after Sunday's awesome wins versus the Mets, but back in the trasher again after that loss to Tampa Bay on Monday. I know that's a little bit of dramatic, but moving on. Uh, so I think they need two wins in the next two nights against Tampa Bay, and then good riddance. We won't see Tampa Bay until the playoffs. Hopefully we don't even see them in the playoffs. Tampa Bay clearly has the Yankees number this year. Anyways, the Yankees scored 12 runs in the five losses last week. So just a little bit of math on that. Yeah, I used a calculator again this time. But that's just, just over two runs a game. The Yankees pitching staff, it hasn't been phenomenal, but they have a 4.30 ERA this year. So that's in the top half of the league. And with this offense, with this Bronx Bombers, the Yankees should score five runs a game. When the Yankees score five runs a game, they're going to win. Put it in as a fact. Mark my words. But this week, the, the offense was just not good. The replacement lineup needs a little bit of a jolt. I know Voight and Frazier and DJ is back and looking really good. I think they can get it going, but the, the Yankees offense just, they need a little bit of a spark. They need a little bit of a punch. If, they're, if they can score five rounds a game, I'm telling you, they're going to win most of their games. And the third stock that I'm selling 
Two weeks in a row here, the hitting and pitching approach against the Tampa Bay Rays. I honestly, I can't talk about this for much longer, but six losses in a row versus Tampa Bay. They're 1-7 this year against Tampa Bay. Ugh. Let's get this series over with. Please, we have two more against these guys. Let's grab at least one win. Two would be great, but I'm honestly asking for one at this point. And then goodbye, Tampa Bay. Goodbye, Kevin Cash. Hope to see you never again. And by the way, let me add, I'm not selling stock on Garrett Cole from last night's performance. Yes, he's the best pitcher in baseball. Yes, he's human. Yes, he had sort of a bad outing, but that's honestly by his standards. Once again, the Yankees need to score more than five runs a game, and it's inexcusable that they can't score more than three. When you score three runs a game, guess what? You're going to suck. You're going to lose a lot of baseball. But that's the third and final stock that I'm selling. Once again, second week in a row, the hitting and pitching approach against the Rays. Let's turn it around and let's get two more wins and then we never see Tampa Bay the rest of this year. We bought stock, we sold stock, we wrote checks, we cashed them in, and most importantly, we talked about the New York Yankees. Thanks for tuning in, folks, and I will see you next week.